1970 Cincinnati Reds. Welcome to episode 50, the Reds Playoff Edition Preview. Bet you never thought we'd hear those words, especially this year, especially about three weeks ago. I didn't feel like that at all, but here we are. And I'm Jeff. I'm Kim. I'm John. Okay, good. We got that. It's, it's a little harder to do that over Zoom. It's hard for me to point and say, say your name. Tom's can be with us tonight. He was going to be, and then something came up, and I think he's actually in Cincinnati. He had to run down there for something. So um, I told him, I said, I said, hey, if you get a few minutes somewhere, just pop in for a few minutes just uh, on the Zoom thing, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you for a few minutes. So we'll see. He, I don't know what he's in the middle of, but uh, probably busy. So anyway, we're doing this on Zoom again, uh, in and around locations near the heart of Cedarville, uh, famous birthplace and final resting place of Reds pitching legend Buffett's Jones. So there's an old pot, or there's an old episode, maybe number six, where we talk about Bumpus. Uh, back in the days when we had to come up with stuff like that because the Reds weren't any good, but it's still interesting stuff. But anyway, if you're a listener, thanks for being a, a real loyal fan. Um, give us a rate, review us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, comment on our page on podb.com, follow us on Twitter at Three Olds Reds Fans or uh, our Facebook page as well. So <clears throat> here we are, guys playoffs and so you know three weeks ago if we uh, had to put money on it I doubt any of us would have bet on these guys getting in but then we talked last week you and me Kim and Tom and we're like okay we kind of agreed I think we kind of reached a consensus it's like if they go two and two they'll get in and lo and behold they win those first next two games and they clinch everything you know they had the two other teams lose that night on Friday that needed to lose they win and they're in and so then they finished three and one. They went three and one. Didn't even have to, but they did. Um, if they had to, they're the only team they that have. they're the only team yeah. that won a series against the Twins in Minnesota this year. Are they? You know, I think before the season we all thought they could do this. Three weeks ago we thought <laughs> this isn't looking like this is going to happen. What did you say the record was at one point? Sixteen and fifteen and twenty-one, and they finished out sixteen and eight, and I. I said last week, Jeff, a couple of weeks ago, I said, if they can just win two out of three in the, uh, these next several series, I feel really good. And, and, and uh, you know, 16 out of 24 is just that, 66 67%. So it was, it was a strong finish. And that's what they had to do. They had to play that level because, you know, one or two less, and, and they're on the outside looking in most likely. So – um, and then what did you say, John, 12 and four in their last 16. So even, even that the, the final, final push was even, was even better than that. So, um, uh, and I know we talked last week, the pitching has been super strong all along and the hitting became more of a timely hitting, not so much an abundance of hitting, but, but timeliness. And I think that's kind of what we saw, if I recall, really over the, the last four games too, wasn't it? Didn't we get more of the same? Yes, I agree. It was, good. it was good to see guys who have been on playoff and championship teams before, like Moustakas and Castellanos, um, come through. I mean, Moose hit the two home runs that one game. And uh, so it was really good to see the guys who have been there before really uh, come through with their bats. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, you know, Bauer yeah. pitching that final game of the season for him was just totally awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, he was incredible that night. And then they got enough to get through the weekend, I mean, uh, and cement their spot. So, um, but I think that's a good point. You know, Mustaka's big, Castellanos couple hits. Uh, even Votto had a couple had, – had some had some big moments here down the stretch. Had a couple key hits. Um, Suarez hit a home run or something in the one game, put him ahead. He's not been in this position before, but he's a guy you expect to 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 help carry a team, and uh, and so forth. And Bauer's been in these situations before, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. So um, so that's really really good to see. So we talked. I think uh, who's got a be strong down the stretch here and we went with and somebody said new stockist didn't they the other night kim when we did our last show um i don't know somebody said Mustakas or or no we said suarez and Vado and Mustakas yeah. and Mustakas came through with a couple big home runs and, and it just seems like if you need a hit and he's up to bat you feel pretty good right now yep i agree so um and that was one of those bats we said we had to have this year. When, when you know, those when, when we when we got him, um, I think we knew that he's a guy who could come through and do a lot of good things. And right, it took a while. I mean, he was hurt a lot and everything, but in the end, he pays off. And um, does it feel weird that like? I mean, it does feel weird, doesn't it? That we're it feels like baseball just got started and now we're doing this. How oh, how? How strange is this? Rolling all the way, so it doesn't quite feel like October. You're right. You're right. That does sort of help. That does sort of help. But still, it's just so weird. It's such a short season. Um, you know, I, and I hear people say, "Oh, the season, baseball season's too long," but this is this is too <laughs> short for me. So, but I'm glad we were where we were when it ended. So, we'll see what happens from here. What do you think is going to happen? This team got a chance to go down to Atlanta and win. You know, I uh, I like the seeding of where we are. I really do. Um, I, I think I said in a text to you today, Jeff, that I'm glad we first of all we don't have to play the Dodgers. Not, not more so. I'm glad that they don't have to go three time zones away. Yeah, we're on the same time zone. They're about a 60 to 70 minute flight away. And, and so all things being equal, you know, I, I don't mind playing the Braves. I really don't. I know uh, their, their lineup is potent. They can hit home runs. They can hit for average, uh, especially, how do you pronounce him, the lefty that's starting out? Is it Freed? Freed, yeah. And he's going to pitch against Bauer, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and then they're throwing a lefty at the red. So what does that mean for uh, Moose? What does that mean for Votto? You figure Winker may be sitting on the bench, but – to start that game, but overall, uh, you know, I I think if we can get three runs against Freed, and that's a that's a big if, we can get three runs against Freed, and Bauer continues to pitch like he has all year long. I like our chances in Game One. They say, uh, you know, the team that's on a roll is going to go far, and we are on a roll, especially that last game in Minnesota. Everybody contributed. I mean, even. Uh, the two catchers, Casale and, and Barnhart, even contributed. Barnhart was playing first base there at the end of the game. Everybody contrib- contributed some key hits, and I think that's going to be key for the Reds going down 
uh, through this playoff stretch, as long as we can make this run, I think that's what's going to happen. You know, maybe Aquino is in the lineup uh, against the lefty or, uh, and, and, you know, he comes up big for once, you know, just out of the blue, yeah, these you guys, you, you just never know. Well, and, and, and the other, the, the other key, I think we have to consider this. The other key is 30 years, 30 years. That's the magic right there. 1970. <laughs> huh? 1970. That's well, 50 and, and, years. Well, and, well, what do you mean? What do you yeah, mean? Well that, well, well, that was our thing for 50 years. 50 years, right. 70. 50 years. When was the last time we won the World Series? 1990. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That was 30 years ago. 30 years. So, so we, went, we went 20, and now we're gone 30. So you think – I think we're doing – you're, you're buying that, I, I you're don't buying think that number thing. Be, I'm, I don't think it's going to go 40 years. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that, that means we got nine, nine more years to get it done. But this is uh, an opportunity. I mean, I think, you know, we talked last week about how, you know, I brought up the fact that 60 games and it's hard to really know who's, who's what, who, who is a team really at, through 60 games. And, and um, so are the Reds finally rounding into who they really are? Are the Braves getting ready to slow down? I mean, I don't know, but I think the Braves are pretty good. But still, I think that's why it's wide open. And, you know, back to your point, Kim, about not having to play the Dodgers. I mean, the other part was, too, if they finish – if they end up getting ahead of the Cardinals, they go to San Diego. Yeah. Because they would have moved up to fifth. Um, they they, they'd have moved up there and played and, – and, and had to go play the Padres. And I thought the same thing. Okay, just stay wild card. Because the wild card, no matter what your record was – the wild cards were going to be the seventh and eighth seed. Didn't matter the records. That's just they were going to, they weren't going to be ahead of anybody else, even if they had a better record than a second place team. And so, you know, go to Atlanta. Got to beat somebody good. The thing is, they're not in the Dodgers half of the bracket, right? So, nope. The earliest they would face the Dodgers would be the NLCS. But we're getting ahead of ourselves just a little bit. But you know, why not? That's what this is about. Sports are all about, you know looking ahead and talking about what's going to happen. And we enjoy that as much as anything, what we think is going to happen. So why not? So, um, so the Braves are 35 and 25. They were six and four in their last 10 and they lost their last two games. So maybe they've just suddenly gone cold, John, as you said, the Reds are hot. Maybe the Braves have gone cold. They've got an MVP candidate, really top MVP candidate, Freddie Freeman. He's batting like 340 something, um, big power numbers, everything. He's, Typical Freddie Freeman year. The Braves lead the majors in on-base percentage at 349. They're second batting average at 268. They're second in home runs. They're tied for first with the Dodgers in slugging percentage. They're second in runs scored. I mean, they just score. Um, but they haven't seen the Reds pitching staff all season either. Um, and I don't know what that means other than the fact that they haven't seen them. <laughs> I don't, you know. The Reds have pitchers haven't had to face their lineup either. So, you know, but they, they handled a pretty good White Sox lineup. Uh, they handled a pretty good Twins lineup the last past week. So, you know, what uh, we uh, Braves in recent years, it's like you play him, Freeman rips you apart, right? But this is better pitching than it was. So this is classic hitting, 
a strong hitting team versus a strong pitching team. And the Braves have – it's not like the Braves have awful pitching. I mean, they, they are starting Max Freed in Wednesday's game, who is a Cy Young candidate along with Trevor Bowers, two, two of the top guys um, for that award this year. It's the classic, you know, is good pitching going to beat good hitting or, or vice versa? So, I don't know. What do you think? I think the consensus is that the red starting pitching is much stronger than Atlanta, yeah. uh, but Atlanta has a fairly decent bullpen. Mm-hmm. So um, if we can jump on a starter early, then maybe they're not going to waste their good, uh, you know, it would have to be early in the game. And then maybe the, uh, we can get into some weak bullpen before they start throwing their big boys out there at us. Mm-hmm. But um uh, and, and then again, you know, our bullpen has to uh, – can't lay any eggs out there, boys. No, you can't. You can't. I mean, if you got a three-run lead and you give up a run, so be it. But these games, when you get – when you let when you let a team tie it up or, or, or take the lead late in, you know, seventh inning or after, then you're, you're, you're asking for it. Because typically in these situations, you're playing against a team that's in, in the playoffs – they're in the playoffs probably because they have some decent bullpen pitching. And if Another, you have a bad night, bad night in the bullpen, it's hard to back. It's hard to bounce back from that because they're throwing good guys out there. So what are you going to say? Another uh, interesting stat that nobody has been talking about is the fielding percentage as a team. The Reds are tied with the Cubs for first in the national league. And uh, Atlanta is, is fifth. Right. So, so it's um, kind of a wash, but not. Yeah, kind of a yeah. wash, but uh, I mean, nobody talks. If I had to pick, I would have thought our defense was pretty, uh, pretty weak. I didn't well, even look at the stats until now. I think we felt that way most of the season, but fly, a fly ball dropped in that shouldn't have the other night. Yep. But other than that, and I think there's been one, Vado got pulled off the bag once. But other than that, it feels like in this streak, I don't have a – I'm not looking back at it and thinking, man, we survived defense time and time again. It's like it's gotten better. I don't know. The, the middle infield has looked very sharp, whether it's been Galvis at second or short, Moose at short, Farmer second or short. And, um, and Garcia too. Garcia at short. The middle of the defense, especially the infield, has been lights out. Uh, it's been better. Suarez, Suarez continues to make me nervous a little bit. Yeah. Talk about Vado being pulled off the bag. That was from Suarez. It was Suarez. I remember that now. And, yeah. and you know, um, I texted you guys the other night watching Aquino in the outfield. I'm like, okay, now I see why he plays right field. It's just like, ugh, made me a little bit nervous. But uh, overall, the defense has been solid. Now, Jeff, you asked a couple of minutes ago what we thought. I say you got to maximize your chances. Yeah. We talk about a lefty, and I didn't mention Akiyama. So if you do have a Kino playing and leading off, guess what? He's batting about 170. Yeah. Senzel is batting 186. You have got to have guys do things, uh, contribute that normally have not, especially when we're facing a lefty. We, we cannot – have the same old, same old with those those two, Aquino and Senzel. I feel bad for Senzel. You know, if it weren't for bad luck, he'd have no luck at all. The old hee-haw song, that, that's been him. But um, those guys 
other guys have got to step up. And like I say, if we can squeeze out two to three runs and Bauer can be Bauer, we have a great chance. Well, I think you bring a good point. You got to play who your best guys right now for the most part. I'd be surprised. I think I'd be surprised if Aquino's batting leadoff Wednesday afternoon. I don't know that it'll be Akiyama. It could be Sinzel. I don't know, but I kind of, I kind of would be surprised that you would put a young guy like that in the leadoff hole, who's you still think has potential, but hasn't. I don't know. I, I that would, I'd be surprised by that. I'd also be surprised if Akiyama's betting late. But I haven't, you know, what's Akiyama done against left-handers lately? I don't really, I don't have those numbers in front of me. I mean, he has been getting on base, hitting the ball. Um, maybe, maybe you do. I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see this whole thing of do you play all your what you think are your best guys or do you play or do you play some matchups when everything's kind of equal you play the matchups right that if there's a discrepancy who do you think who do you trust the most that's why uh david bell gets paid all that money and and we're sitting here on a podcast doing it for fun right that's right we come back to this I i thought it was interesting that 50 years ago this being in episode 50 made me think about, okay, what about 50? So 50 years ago, it was 1970. Reds won 102 games. They swept the Pirates in, in three games. And then they, of course, lost to the Orioles in five games in the World Series. And, um, you know, that was that was the year Johnny Bench became a superstar. Mm-hmm. It was his first MVP award. Um, and And so I don't know how well – I mean, I remember it barely. I don't know what you remember. What do you re- do? You remember much about that season and Johnny Bench being a rookie? They're not a rookie, but twenty-two years old, and he was like a yeah. third-year player. You know, I, I remember the more of the baseball cards than anything. Two ninety-three, forty-five homers, one hundred and forty-eight ribbies. Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember too much about that that series hey, at all. Did that Did that baseball card back then say that he had a seven point four WAR? <laughs> No, but it did talk about his WRC plus. plus. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't lie. Nothing about Woba. <laughs> oh, well, those numbers don't lie. That's for sure. So, um, yeah. All right. So, Red's wearing number 50. A current Red wears number 50. Who is it? Hmm. Bob Steve's 55. <laughs> Oh, you're usually pretty good at these. Sims. John, do you, who? Sims? No. It is a pitcher. I, I would it get is, someone out of the bullpen. It is a, it what, is a relief what's pitcher. What's AG? Yeah, it's AG. Amir Garrett wears number 50. So then I looked at I, – I got curious about – did a red wear number 50 in 1970? And a Cincinnati red. Pitcher? As a rookie. Pitcher? Wore, no. A position player as a rookie that year wore number fifty. It's the only year he wore it. He played many more years with the Reds and did not wear number fifty. But he wore number fifty that year. He was a rookie. Played in one hundred and one games. Debuted in April. So I mean, he was there from the beginning. Debuted on April sixth. This is his major league debut. Was it Tolan? No, no, no. He was a rookie. Bernie Carbo was a little bit no. before, right? Bernie, Bernie was before that. Say he was a pitcher? 
No, he was in he was in position player. Okay, I'll tell you what number he wore after that, which will totally give it away. He became number thirteen. Ah, got you, Venezuelan. Yeah, Venezuelan. But uh, was he Venezuelan? Yeah, he's Venezuelan. Okay. Could be in the Hall of Fame, Davy Concepcion. So he he wore number fifty as a rookie, <laughs> and then he went to thirteen after that. Other notable number fifties: uh, Michael Lorenzen in two thousand fifteen as a rookie, I guess. Uh, Lance Nix, you remember that guy from a few years ago? Pinch hitter and so forth. Kent Merker mm. for about three years. And here's a guy you have to remember. From he was a relief pitcher from '82 to '84. He was six foot six, and he was known for his antics out there on the field. He get especially Brad, after a, Brad Leslie. Brad Leslie, the animal. He was number fifty. So that guy, he pitched four years in the majors. He pitched three years for the Reds, all in his early to mid twenties. He had six saves and forty nine appearances. Had a three twenty seven ERA. Um, then his fourth year in the majors, he went to the Brewers and wasn't bad. And that was it. I suppose he got hurt or something. I don't really know, but, um, I heard him talking about him on the broadcast recently. I don't know if it was on the radio or the TV and they were just talking about how he came around recently and they saw him and they just, everybody thinks everybody loves this guy. Everybody, everybody always has loved this guy Yeah, they did. Uh, around the Reds. So anyway, you know, Jeff can, let me add something. I, I almost sent you guys an article I read today. You mentioned Concepcion. The, the article was talking about the Reds' batting average, 212. Which is last in the majors. Yeah, and, and whoever it was had uh, uh, texted Dave Bristol and said, Dave Bristol, wouldn't you have loved to have had these three starting pitchers? He said he expected Bristol to text him back. He didn't. Bristol picked up the phone and called him. And they were talking about the team – and the batting 212, and I don't remember who the author of this article was, and he goes, 212, he goes, that's downright Daryl Cheney-esque. <laughs> yeah. That's and right. I, you know, that's so true. For those Reds teams in the 70s, especially the early and mid-70s, even all the way to 77, you know, to hit 240 was bad. Remember Ger yeah. Ger uh, Gerardo wow. one year at, at the number eight hole, batted 307, Concepcion, when shortstops didn't hit for power, like 14 homers, 81 ribbies, and a, and a 281 batting average. And so I just thought that was funny. Downright Daryl Cheney-esque. Yes, yes. Which shortstop, by the way. Yes. But I would say, of course, that's through 60 games again. Um, that's the weird thing about this year. Um, obviously, counting stats, we nobody's breaking any records on counting stats. But what about these average type of stats? Two twelve. Does that become like a record worst season or one of the worst seasons ever in Reds history, or do you really count it because it was only sixty games? You know, that's an interesting well, thing to think about because because if you play the, if they play another one hundred and two games, they probably raise that batting average. They well, may not bat two sixty, but I bet you they get it to two forty. You know, I, I was going to say. And this is not just the Reds this year. This no, it's a year, lot of teams. It, this is across the board. And the comment has been, maybe that is the new norm. Let's hope not, but that, that was mentioned. Well, you know, how many times do you watch an inning, and we talked about this 
and and this is this would play into the Reds' favor this series with Atlanta. I think. How many times do you watch an inning, and a ball, a ball's not even put in play. You got a man on first, you got two outs, and somebody comes up with a chance to do something, or a guy gets to second base on a stolen base, or he gets moved over on a ground ball. Like the ball hadn't left the infield, nobody's hit anything hard. And you go through how many innings in a row where like hardly anything happens. And then boom, you get a couple home runs and, and so forth. But that the Reds are so we're looking at all these numbers by the uh by the Braves, you know, three forty nine OBP leads the majors, type you know, two sixty eight batting average, which tied for second. Uh, all these home runs. They got the highest slugging percentage in the league in baseball. It, they're playing the Reds, who are second in striking people out, second most strikeouts for pitching staff in the majors, uh, and seventh in ERA. Does you know? Are they gonna? We're gonna have to strike a lot of guys out. I think. I think getting these double-digit strikeouts are going to be huge because the more you can, more you can limit them putting the ball in play the better off you're going to be, especially against a team that has shown to be one of the, you know, if not the best offensive team in baseball, one of the two or three best offensive teams in baseball. What do you think of that? Do you think, do you think strikeouts? I mean, if, if about, you think we're going to have to strike a lot of guys out? I'm looking at batting app team batting averages here. Yeah. And half of both the AL and NL playoff teams, half of them are in the bottom half of batting averages. Right. With right. Cincinnati being last, and uh, and guess who's in 27th place? The Cubs. Yeah. Then Milwaukee yeah. ahead of them. And you still have St. Louis is only batting 234. But I bet, you if you look, I bet you if you look at home runs, so the Reds are like last in batting average, but aren't they like – they're top ten in home runs. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's what uh, I've heard some of the guys say. If we're going to pick Cincinnati, they're going to have to – you know, home run their way to victory. And I don't think that's been the case here on this run necessarily. Um, yeah, we've had now, some hits, but uh, we haven't depended on the home run as, as much. I would agree. I would agree. We've certainly had home runs that have helped, but it hasn't been feast or famine, I guess is what you're saying with the home runs, right? Right. I would agree with that. They've been able to manufacture some home, some runs. And the Braves pitching is not any better – I don't think – other than Freed, I don't think their pitching is any better really than than average. I mean, we I, I think, you know, back to what you said, Kim, if you get Bauer three runs, you like your chances. It may not be enough, but you like your chances. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you think it matters going on the road? No. Negative. Nope. nope. I think the only advantage of being at home is you bat last. I mean, that is it. The fact that there are no fans in the ballpark to speak of, it, 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 it has changed the dynamics. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, if you get through this, they're playing these neutral sites. Yep. And, that's, and that'll be, you know, that's kind of weird too. So, um, okay. So, go back to our predictions at the beginning of the season. Kim said the Reds would win a win the wild card. Of course, I don't know if we knew the whole. 
I guess did we know the whole setup of these playoffs when we said that? If anyone did, Jeff, it know uh, it was you. Um, I'm not sure we knew this. Yeah. Because they're, they're calling all of this around the wild card series, even though there's only even, – even though some of the series don't have wild card teams in them. So, I think we – I don't know if we were thinking the one-game wild card thing at that point or if we were thinking this. But at any rate, you had them winning at least getting to the second level. So, my, uh, my uh, big question for you then is, Will they get to the second level? What do you I, think? I do not believe I had them getting to the second level. I think Dr. Helmick did. I no, had, you did. I got it written down. You said you said they, you said win wild card, lose division series. Does that mean? So I that mean? Okay, Jeff. I thought I, I had them getting a wild card slot, but not advancing. Okay, all right. That's what you were thinking. That's that's because I, I don't think they. I think when we did that show, they they hadn't really finalize what they were going to do with the playoffs. I think it came after that. Okay. I, I do not believe, at least I, I was not under the impression that a wild card was a one game and done like it has been. Yeah. Uh, but I, I certainly did not understand the, the complete picture of right. the playoff structure. But I, I believe I expected them to make the playoffs but not win the first round. Okay. Well, John and I both said okay. they'd win the division. Well, we're not negative to negatively conditioned red fans. <laughs> we are positive red fans. As opposed to somebody else on this podcast? Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I hope, I hope I am completely wrong. I really do. And, yes. and, and, and like, I, like I've been saying all along, with the, with the uh, all right, Castillo – was really slow this year until this past Sunday. Eh, you know, there was no motivation, so to speak. September, he was lights out. Bauer last year had maybe one good start, one good slash decent start. And I think it may have been at Atlanta, to be honest with you. Uh -huh. This year, he's been downright Cy Young. That break, that sinker he had against Milwaukee, Christian Yelich wanted nothing to do with him. Christian Yelich swung at that ball about eight feet in front of the plate in the dirt. That I know. Was just, that man was little league. Yeah. And, 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 and Gray, if he can get back to the way he was before that back injury and his two outings, you know, nothing to sneeze at whatsoever. Very strong. Not, you know, before the injury, he was Cy Young candidate. I, so I've been saying the past three weeks, Get in the playoffs with that starting rotation. You have a chance against anyone. So, yes, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. So, well, prediction. What was yours, Jeff? I, I said they would reach the LCS. So, if going by what I said, if I'm going to stick with that, they've got to, they've got to win two rounds. Um, so, the next round, I, we the next go against uh, Miami or Chicago. Is that what it is, Miami or Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, the Marlins, the, the Marlins don't scare me. Um, we've beaten the Cubs this year. We know them. That doesn't scare me. Um, I don't think there's any, I don't think, I mean, actually the Braves are, I think the toughest out of all three of those, but um, you had win the division, but not reach the world series is kind of what you said and kind of left it at that. And so none of us picked them to win the world series. And I don't think any of us are ready to, go out on that limb right now but 
I mean, it can happen. Short series, you know, the whole thing. Um, so I was looking the athletic today. Uh, uh, they had a story and all their, you know, the, all their national baseball writers and such um, made their uh, whole playoff predictions. And three guys for right for them: Ken Rosenthal, who you're probably familiar with. Uh, another guy, Mark Craig, who I'm not sure who that is. And another guy, Eno Saris, who is like their, he's a writer for them and he is an, an analytics genius guru type of guy for them. They all picked the Reds to at least get to the NLCS. So to win two rounds, get to the NLCS. Jim Bowden, remember old Jim Bowden? He writes for them. And one other person said they'd reach the NLDS and then another five of them. So that's like, Five of them have them winning at least one round. And then the other five people they had on their panel all picked them to lose to the Braves. Mm -hmm. So they're, a, they're not like a super trendy pick, but they are a little bit of a trendy pick. And it goes back to this. It's all about these three guys. It's all about Bauer, Castillo, and Gray. I mean, that's the only reason people would pick that. Yep. So that makes me, that gives me confidence. And yet it makes me nervous because if that's the only way, reason, way they can get past people, that's a hard thing to do. You know, what's the, what these guys have been dialed in and they've had some spots where they right, right in a row this year where they all three pitched really well, but it's the playoffs. It's different. You know, it, it's a different, it's a different beast. So I'm confident I'm optimistic but well, there's a lot of people I, though that are saying that this is Atlanta's year and mm -hmm. Dodgers got to win. The Dodgers have pressure on them because you know, they've got to win it. Exactly. Oh so, yeah. But that's, that's good for a little upstart like Cincinnati again to come out and uh, mm -hmm. surprise, uh, surprise a good old Oakland team from 1990. Well, yeah. I mean, there, so yeah, we've done it before. Yeah. You know, some of the – back when the Giants won all those those three World Series in, what, five years or whatever, did we ever go to the playoff – did we ever go to the postseason thinking the Giants were going to win the World Series any one of those times? And, I don't think we did, did we? Every time those teams had one or two pitchers that oh, came yeah. through. Yeah, Gardner. exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it can happen. But there's 15 other teams that think it can happen for them, too. So. I'm glad we're talking about pitchers that have to come through because I think that's really the key with any team. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, okay. So here's uh, our, our – I put out a thing on Twitter. What do you want us to talk about? So our, our good buddy uh, Dalton at Daily Dalton, he says, when was the last time the Thrill Reds fans have been this excited for the playoffs? <laughs> well does he mean us individually or corporately <laughs> well i think i think well i mean we have to we have to answer it individually i guess but okay corporately is the first time right uh Dalton? corporately it's the first time yes individually seven years ago maybe well i go to 2012 oh. they made it they made it in 2013 but it was that wild card thing and they got beat pirates. Yep. But 12, you know, they won 97 games. They had a two nothing lead on the giants and then and they lost three home. straight and coming home. Yes. Coming home, you know, game three, I looked it up game three, they lost in 10 innings. I mean, they were right there to ready to move on. They lose an in extra innings 
and then they lose the next two at home. I mean, that's the last time I thought this team can really do something. The next year, getting in as the wild card after they'd blown it the year before, I don't think I had a lot of faith that they would do much that year. But 90, in 2012, I think we were all thinking, this is a team that could get to the World Series. Good pitching. Had good pitching. And oh, had they had real good pitching. Good hitters. Yeah, yeah. Any any difference on you on that, John? Or is that do you remember that season pretty well? Yeah, no, I was stoked about that that season. That was very very disappointing. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was that was the last time I've been real excited about this team. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So, and I think we we wanted to be excited about this team from the beginning of the season, and I think we didn't really get excited about this team until the last two weeks. Um, and now we're excited about them finishing hot, three good you know, good starting. And it's not just those guys. I mean, Lorenzen, if he starts, he's pitched well. Mally gives, Mally's giving you five or six good innings. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the guys they bring in behind him are getting it done. Discofani hadn't even been bad. Miley, Miley come in, pitched a couple innings. If you got to use guys like that. Um, but then the back end of the bullpen has been a lot better too. So I, I'm, yeah, this, I don't know if I feel as, good yet as I did in 2012 I don't think but I feel pretty good about this team um his next his second one was fill in the blank Bauer is the best res pitcher since you could put Cueto in there but I mean Cueto dominated at times maybe not quite like Bauer but well yeah yeah um, well, I looked up Cueto, Cueto was the name that came to my mind and, I, and he had a good year in 2012. He had an even better year in 14. He went 20 and nine. He had a 225 and he pitched through 243 innings. I mean, crazy stuff. And, uh, so I, that, that was the name I went with. I mean, as far as we've never had a Cy Young winner, which is crazy, but as far as the last guy that really had a chance to win, I think he was second in the voting that year, if I'm not mistaken. He was top three anyway. So he's he's kind of the last guy that really had a chance to win it in 14 um, and in 12, I guess, too. He had another – he had a good – I think he won 19 games that year. So I think – I mean, that's it for me. What do you, you got anybody else in mind, Kim, or – if you had to go back, if you had to go back before him, I guess what do you have to go back to? You have to go back to Rio, and you know Danny Jackson had a one outstanding year. Yeah, that was in '88. Yeah, and if it wasn't for Hershiser with that tremendous run at the end of the year, I liked Jackson's chances to uh, right. win the Cy Young. I, I really did. Um, you know, I, I go to Cueto. Cueto, yeah. that year he went 20 and nine. I think it was the last start of the year. And whoever it was, it may have been Cueto that got the hit that put the Reds up and allowed Cueto to finish the game and get win 20 on his last start of the year. But he, he was just, uh, he was dominant that year. He was, he was. Um, okay. So that. Well, takes- now I just looked this up here. Um, you know, Noodles Han. <laughs> yeah, a 45.8 war for his career not a year yeah right noodle time <laughs> noodles time you, you go back to him okay how about johnny vandermeer when he threw two no hitters yes yes yeah, so we'll go back to that um but yeah no no cy young so 
let's talk about that a second. We'll get we'll get a chance to talk about it again, but but next time we do, maybe it'll be who knows where those things will be. But so Bauer is certainly a candidate, um, but there's a lot of guys who who are legit candidates for this award. Um, I looked, I, I just Google like you know Cy Young predictions or whatever. ESPN has some kind of Cy Young predictor formula. And they got like Bauer listed seventh, which I think is crazy. They got Freed, you know, it's a formula. They got Freed second, but you know, Freed seven and zero, Bauer's five and four. You know, one loss record has meant less and less in the Cy Young voting in recent years as the analytics have have, have taken over, um, and so forth. But I mean, I know I'm biased but I've looked at a lot of these guys and, and some things they've done. And then what Bauer did here at the end when his team needed him the other day to be dominant, he was dominant and he got, he got a huge win for him when they needed it. And he's been doing that down the stretch. Cause I think he lost his three, first three or four decisions, didn't he? And now he's won a bunch in a row. He's been absolutely dominant and, um, and throwing a lot of innings. I mean, that's who I'd vote for. Do you th- I mean, I suppose you guys would too, but, I'm not sure he'll get it. What do you think? Well, who, who's it? DeGrom's up there. Bauer's up there. Uh, Darvish. Darvish. I mean, the, Darvish. The, the, the ESPN thing has, has Darvish as the number one guy to win. He's got one more. He, had, he made one more start. He made 12 starts. They go Darvish, Freed, Kershaw, um, then they got a couple of relievers or one reliever, Jeremy Jeffress from the Cubs. I'm not sure why he's in there. I, that he'll never win it. Kyle Hendricks and then Kenley Jansen, who's the Dodgers closer and then Bauer. And then Zach Davies from the Marlins, or I mean from the Padres and then uh, another reliever and then Corbin Burns from the Brewers. Um, you know, Bauer's got the lowest ERA of all of them. He has two shutouts. Only Hendricks has a shutout. None of the other guys have pitched a shutout. Um, he ha- he leads. He has the most strikeouts of any of them. Um, he has 73 innings, and only Darvish and Hendricks have more innings. So, and they both have made one more start than he has. So that's part of the reason. Um, they were probably opening day starters, and he was not. This, this might be the difference. Um, and then he had. Then they had all those like missed days and stuff and they changed the rotation. And I think he missed a start because they held him out a little longer a couple of times because they were trying to reset rotation because they had off days. It probably cost him a start, but I don't know. His uh, personality might hurt him a little bit with some people and it might help him with some people. Like, I like that guy, you know, he's outspoken. I like him, but some people, you know how it is in baseball. A lot of people are very like, um, you know, he's screaming on the mound the other night after those strikeouts that turns, you know, that just turns some people off. You love it when it's your guy. You may not like it that much when it's somebody else, but anyway, I think you should win it. Do you think you should win it? Yes, I do. I really do. Yeah. I do too. I think. I don't I mean, you don't No. Who do you, who do you like? <laughs> you liar. 
I'm just gonna go because you guys are being homers. We're about, well, we are. This is three old Reds fans. <laughs> hey, I'm the one that's casting dice for not picking the Reds to win past the first round. So yeah, that's right. That's right. So hopefully he wins it. But I'd rather I'd rather us win a couple playoff rounds and do a whole lot than than him win a Cy Young award. But still, I, I hope he does. So. Um, whether or not we'll have him next year, maybe we can leave that for another time. I don't want to, I don't want to put a damper on anything about that kind of stuff. Who's going to stay and who's going to go next year, but we'll see how this playoff run turns out. If there isn't, if there is a playoff run or, or if we're, or if we play Wednesday and Thursday and we're done, we'll see what happens. But I have a question. Um, I thought yeah. if, if you guys want to comment, what would it look like? If we would have played a full 162, do in other words, do we think the Reds would have been a playoff team? Well, I I think you know we got off to the slow start, and you know we're 60 games in, which is what that puts us in May, first of June. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we're just getting into our stride. I mean, we caught St. Louis. We're playing. We're we, you know we caught St. Louis. Uh, catching Milwaukee. Um, we're, we're like three games behind the Cubs, maybe something like that. Yeah, but Cubs started off really, really hot and mm-hmm. uh, pulled back down. I, I think if we, if you were going to ask me that question, I would say that you know we would have given the division uh, a good run for it. Oh, I, I totally agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on that because I think the offense has been as bad as it could be, and it's only starting to, it's starting to get better. And I think the pitching, even if the pitching slips a little bit, a couple guys get tired, a guy goes on the DL or whatever. If the offense improves, I think I think they keep winning. I mean, they're not going to win it. They're not going to win twelve out of every. They wouldn't win in twelve out of every sixteen games down the stretch. You know, the rest of the season. But I think they would be a five seventy five type of club at the worst. Winning percentage. I, th- I think that's who they are. I think they finally showed here in the last two weeks who they are, who we thought they'd be. You know, um, and that's and that's encouraging going into the playoffs. That the whole thing about being, are you hot when you show up and get in there? That helps. That can help anyway. I mean, we know, we know baseball. I mean, you can be playing great for a week and then everything starts going wrong. I mean, that's the way baseball works sometimes, but. I do feel good about it, and I do, I do, I do agree with you. They certainly would have made a run at the division. I think they probably could have. I think they might have won it. I, I really do. Um, that's because that's who I, that's who I thought they were in the first place, and I think they're start. I think they just started to show who they were. So I'll shut up, Kim. What do you think? <laughs> well, you said stuff like that last week, and I can't. can't I almost said it last week, but I didn't. But I can't help think of Dennis Green with it. They're who we thought we are. They were. We let them off the hook. Yes. John Helmick started this. I, I think John brings up very good points um, on, on that. And with, with the starting rotation, and guys, I'm big on Tyler Molly. He has really improved this year. And, Jeff, you said five, six innings. Jeff, it was also six to seven innings. And Yeah, that's true. Before, before his problem was the third time in the lineup and getting anywhere past five and two thirds of six innings this year, he's pitching into the eighth inning. So um, I think with the development of that roster and you would have had Wade Miley come back and hopefully not get hurt and everything. Uh, I, I think there was a good chance that they would be competing, competing for the division at the end of the year on a full season. Yes. Okay. 
All right. And I don't know that we all thought that before the season, but I think, I think what we've seen here the last three weeks is, has changed. It's either changed our minds in some cases or given us more confidence in what we thought in the first place. Um, so, well, so the they are who we, they, they're finally who we thought they were, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, John. Well, I, when the season started the way it did, you, you just couldn't believe that a team like this would not hit. I know. It's not a 212 hitting team. And so, you know, it's good to see them, yeah, back to where we thought they would be. And and, and over the the long haul, over the long haul, boom, you know, we're there. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, but we don't have to play those 102 more games. We're just going to jump right in here and see what we're made of. Um, I think – I don't know. I can't – I want to say – I mean, my, my optimism says they'll win this series, that, they can, that they're going to win this series. I think it'll take – it might take th- all three games to do it, but I think they go down there and win – I think they can go down there and win too. Does that really happen? I mean, who really knows? You know, baseball is as unpredictable as it gets, but um, the fact that the Dodgers haven't won a World Series since when and all the really good teams they've had, I mean, that just and, – and all those great Braves teams back in the day, Maddox and Glavin and all those guys, Bobby Cox's teams won one World Series with all that pitching. This game doesn't make sense sometimes. And it doesn't make and, – and so, I mean, it would make no sense for the Reds to go win the World Series based on what we've seen all year. I mean, it just wouldn't make any sense. But things like that happen. Um, also – Things like the Miami Marlins winning a World Series when the, nobody thought they could. So, I mean, who knows? But I, I really like their chances. I really do. I think if I had to predict, I'd say they're going to win that series. And, we'll, and then we'll, we'll go from there. But um, I know I might be very wrong. They're going to win it in two. You're going to win it in two? How many – were the Braves going to get like – score like three runs in two nights? Is that what's going to happen? Yep. <laughs> they won't be able to handle Bauer or Castillo. Man, that would, that would be – I mean, I'd love to see him keep going on, but if they did that, I would almost be like enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, of course, I would want more. We get greedy, right? You keep winning, you want to win more. But that would be – that would be really sweet because I've never really cared for the Braves, so – to go down there and do that would be would be a lot of fun. So, Cam, are you going to be that bold? No, I, uh, <laughs> I I'm not. I I, I don't like predicting games anyway. I really don't. I know. I know. I uh, you know what, what? Who am I? I I I wish Sonny Gray were pitching game two. You know, to be honest, but. That's if Castillo pitches like he did all his starts in September, except for the other day, that's okay. I'll go with that. I, I just say, if we can hold, if we can get three runs in game one, I like our chances there. And then it's a, then it's a best of two. And I like our chances there. I, yeah. You can't say enough about a best of three would win in game one, but with this Braves lineup being that strong and the Reds going with those three pitchers, uh, game one is crucial. You think so? My, I've always, I've, 
I, it's a three-game series, so maybe maybe you're right. I've always had the theory that game two was the most important game in any series. Um, that's always been kind of my theory. I don't know what the numbers say or, bear, or how that bears that out because somebody has to win game one, right? <laughs> somebody has to win every somebody, game they play, some, Jeff. I somebody don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody's going to win it. I know oh, it's brilliant. brilliant. I know, I know right it's the – okay, bear with me. Somebody's going <laughs> to win game hey, one. Hey, Does, hey, you can – wait, you cannot edit that out. You cannot edit that out. I will not. <laughs> I will not. But the point – the larger point then is this. Game two becomes super important because whoever wins game – you're either going to go up 2-0 or fall behind. You're going to either fall behind 2-0, which is bad, or you get it back to 1-1, and then it's like you're starting fresh again. We've just lost our best fan in Dalton. With that logic, we even – No, we no, no. Now. Uh, game two, man. I'm all – now, in a three-game series, my mind could – you might change my mind. But if you lose game one, but you come back and win game two, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're – I just can't get by. Someone's got to win game two. Yeah, that's true. Somebody's got to win game one. Get it then right. We, we have to win game three. Let's just put it that way. Yes. We got to win game three. Hey, Let's win, as long no we win one, game three. No one will win game four. I'll go out on the limb. How's that? <laughs> I'm out there. Anyway, my point is that game two to me swings the series. <laughs> has the potential to swing the series or keep it even. Falling behind 2-0 is really hard to come out of. And, of course, in this series, you're done. But game two matters. But it's a three-game series, so I'll go with you on game one. Because somebody has to win it. It might as well be us. Lisa's over here laughing at this conversation. You know, I, I don't know if anyone's taking this show you, seriously. But we you get, guys. We get comedic points, if nothing else. You don't understand brilliance when you hear it. It's obvious. <laughs> a prophet has no honor on his own podcast, right? <laughs> I just looked at my yes. cat, and my cat left the room. So, I don't know. <laughs> was it a black cat? <laughs> That's fine. I'm allergic to cats, so let it go. My eyes are starting to itch just from that cat being in the room with you on Zoom. Oh my goodness! Somebody has to win game one. Three old red stands. <laughs> That's our new T-shirt slogan. Yeah, you know how you always have a teaser on your uh, marketing piece for the podcast. Yeah, yes. You got to somehow say somebody had most important. Someone's going to win the game. Episode fifty in, in single quotes. Somebody has to win game one. <laughs> no, you said game two. You <laughs> no, I said game one was my point. I said yeah, game one. I say game one. Game one. That's why game two matters more because listen, somebody's going to win game listen, one. Listen, our, so our, really our live audience here heard game two as well. So, oh uh, well, go back and listen to it. Maybe, maybe that, maybe, maybe there was a glitch. <laughs> maybe there was a little hang-up in the uh, Zoom uh, interwebs here. Dalton, oh my! Dalton, if you're listening, text us and let us know what Jeff said. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. I'll I'll hear it again. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> you will. Well, I mean, I got to go back and edit it, tighten it up, 
get the get the bumper music on the front and the back and post it. So, you know, the, the, you're giving a lot of people credit for listening this deep into the podcast. <laughs> Tom won't even listen to it. Tom won't even. Oh, did you guys do that? I forgot. Tom, Tom. We, so what would Tom pick? What would Tom say to that? He, he would have had a smart Alec comment. That's yes, for sure. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Anything else? Where are you going to be at noon on Wednesday? I'm going to be in Jeff Gilbert's office. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so John, are you going to be in town Wednesday? Or are you going to be out and about? I think I have. Uh, yeah, I'll be out and about. Yep. But I'll uh, be listening. To, you have to be listening. On the big one. On the big one. Mm-hmm. Well, I texted Kim. I said, I get done with class. I got an 11 o'clock class. I'm going straight to my office. I have another class at two. I will have it on on my screen in my office. If you want to come over during your lunch hour and watch some of it with me, do so. So that's what I'm going to do. So, Tommy and the Cowboy. Hey, hey, Kim, just pick up some Chick-fil-A for us on the way, all right? Okay, maybe I'll do that. Listen, I got to be honest. I was hoping for a three o'clock start because there was nothing more exciting as a little kid coming home from school, turning on, and watching it always seemed like it was the Reds Pirates in the NLCS or something and it being in the fourth or fifth or sixth inning and the Reds and Pirates and I'm like that's right I forgot about the game you know and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I don't get that even they got it unless it's an 18 inning game <laughs> you know? well win game two. somebody somebody's gonna win game one and game two <laughs> and game three if necessary no four no four I'm out there on that limb <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, good. I'm glad I gave you something to laugh about. All right. Well, hopefully we get back together um, soon and be talking about another series. If not, or we'll be doing the uh, obituary on the season. So, <laughs> one of the two. Anyway. Hey. Anyway. Look, put, it, <laughs> put it this way. We're not in the hot stove league now. No, not yet. It's it's a new day for the Three O Reds fans podcast. That's right. The, the stove is still cold. <laughs> That's right. We can put our hand on it and not be burned. It's right. Where, where I'm at, it's the uh, stink bug heaven league. They are all over the place over here. Where are are you at your are you are you at your abode? Yeah, there's stink bugs all over the place. So just as long as the Reds don't have one, we'll be fine. I haven't, I haven't seen any stink. I haven't seen any stink bugs lately. See, any, how about termites? Do you know how to what? Do you know how to look for termites? Sure do. Ask Grant about that. John, maybe you should shut your window and your screens. Maybe that would help with the stink bugs. We could call Grant and ask Grant, but Grant won't know. So he won't know. He won't know. No, he won't know. Anyway. So we're abusing Grant, and he's not even here. But I don't think he'll listen this far in. No, he listens at all. You're going to be editing a big chunk of this out, right? <laughs> yeah. no, I'll probably just I'll probably just leave it all in. So if you stuck with us this long, you are the most loyal Reds fan ever. Anyway, all right. Well, I think we are completely off the rails. It's time to go to bed. It's late. Well, it's not that late. I'm going to watch a little NFL and then go to fall asleep. I got a big. I got big. I got. Uh, I got. I got big important guys playing tonight. Hey, so uh-oh. trying to win, trying to win my, trying to win my games. Okay, I, I'll have to say this real quick. You football, uh, as a Jets fan, one, I'm hoping they fire Adam Gase. The guy is a joke. But I want you two to know, 
that I'm trying to watch and root for the Bengals too. I, I, I like Burrow. I, I, I think he's such a class act young man. And it was hard to watch that game yesterday because I like Peterson and I like Carson Wentz. So I was yeah. back and forth on that game, but you know, it, you know, okay, fine. Kim root for the Bengals a little bit. I'm still a Jets fan. Root for the Bengals a little bit, but really we're, we're Owen six. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good karma. No. Yeah. Not good. I, we'd probably be three and oh, if you weren't rooting for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, so this is not a – Someone had to podcast. win game two in that year. <laughs> yes, somebody did, and it wasn't us. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? Somebody's going to have to win next week, too. And no one won game three. Exactly right. No one did. That's a Cosmo no Freeber comment right there. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Wow. Oh, my, my. <laughs> All right, that's a Seinfeld comment for you people who are of a younger generation. So <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get out of here. Let's uh bid adieu. Go Reds all the way. Bring home the bring home the pennant, bring home the big trophy, bring home the ring. All right. So let's let's uh, on, on three, a hearty go reds, all right? One, two, three, go, go reds. Reds.